Hey, it's Jules. If you have spent any time in downtown Athens, you have probably come across a store called Epiphany. But there is a really interesting story behind the storefront window. And Dara Buczynski, who is the owner of Epiphany, is with us to kind of share us the journey about the store because it's it's unique. It is, yeah. What makes it unique is a unique purpose. Share that with us. Well, this was a fundraising effort that my husband and I came up with because we've been fundraising our entire married lives over 26 years now. And we were just kind of burnt out on fundraising. And yet we had these ministries that we were very passionate about that we had served in and um, my husband had founded Mercy Health Center and we just wanted to be able to give more than we were able to from our own personal giving so we sell pretty things and we give 100% of the profits away. Wait, 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 you just totally blow past (laughs) that you give all of your profit away. We do. We personally do not take anything out of the store. I, I, I say that, but then I'm always like, but I do take the occasional shirt or pair of denim. I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, the, the, um, at the end of the year, when we have paid all of our taxes, we have paid all of our bills, paid our employees, then everything is given away. I, and I, what I love is when you told me once what your accountant says, because you, when you say everything away, you, you clear it out. Yes. Yeah. We, we end the end of the year with a zero balance. You start January the 1st. Yes. Isn't that the slowest part of retail, the slowest month in retail? It is. Yeah. January is a little scary. January. So you start off the slowest part of the month of the year. Wow. It's a great opportunity for God to show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so does uh, your accountant have a heart attack every January 1st? Or I, th- I think we just like kind of blow by that month and not let him look too much at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so we're okay. It and always works out. So if you've seen Epiphany, you know that this is a very unique um, boutique. I mean, that's what it is. But all the items that you have in your store, there, there's a thought behind it. You don't just open the door and say, hey, anybody, I want to sell your stuff. You there's yes. a meaning behind it. Yeah, we've, we have curated, I think that's the correct terminology, that um, we have curated what we um, carry. So um, our clothing is stylish. There's, you know, the idea bet- behind that is that you can um, be modest and be stylish. Mm. And, and we love that. And we feel like we can um, clothe both the young girl, the high school girl, all the way through to even my mom's age. You know, she's 77 and she'll come in and find a great outfit for herself. So really a wide range of ages. But then also we have um, companies that have their own give back mission to them. Mm. And uh, and then local artisans, um, creators here locally in Athens that we carry their goods as well. Well, we're recording this podcast on location at Epiphany in Athens. And before we started recording, uh, Dara, you kind of gave me a walkthrough of the store. And there was one item that I would love for the listeners to hear. And it's a, um, the company called Able. Mm-hmm. And they do earrings and bags. Yes, yes. So we uh, carried them when we first opened in 2014. And they had only been a company for maybe a couple of years at that point. And their main thing that they manufactured was scarves. And they were manufactured in Ethiopia, where the founder of the company had lived and just saw a desperate need for employing women um, so that they could keep their children at home, so they could keep themselves from um, prostitution, uh, the only way that they could make money. So he um, began the company manufacturing scarves in Ethiopia, sold through uh, just like the numbers were staggering. I wish I could remember exactly, but he, he went through a large number of scarves very quickly and he thought, okay, we're on to something. But now that company has grown to manufacturing 
um, leather goods. They have beautiful um, handbags. They have expanded now into apparel and shoes. And most recently, they have uh, started manufacturing jewelry on their Nashville location. That's where the company's based. And the jewelers who make the beautiful jewelry are recovered addicts. Um, they've been um, rescued from sex trafficking. So uh, the thing I love most about that is, a, is that they really have a new identity, um, that their identity now is as a jeweler, not as an addict or a trafficked person. So yeah, it's really rehabilitated their own view of themselves. And when I was walking to the store, uh, that story really stuck out to me that you told me about. But there was items after items that there's a reason and a purpose why this small business is doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And um, I I know a lot of it is to give a fair wage to um, people who don't get a fair wage. Right, yes. And uh, that's ABLE is really trying to kind of re- uh, create what livable wage looks like. So they print on, or they're they're working towards having printed tags on their apparel that will show what the person who made that apparel makes. So they have um, now manufacturers in Mexico, in India, Ethiopia, and then their Nashville base. So in any of those countries, those people who are actually making the goods are uh, earning a livable wage so that they can support their families. Wow. And, and I love it because when you buy anything here in Epiphany, you're helping so many people. In yes. fact, you were telling me people will drive to Athens that you know of just to be able to purchase something that will make a difference. Yes, absolutely. We have, you know, our, our customer base is really a lot generated by just visitors to downtown Athens, a lot of visitors to the university. So our, you know, our, our, I guess our customer profile would be the mom and daughter, you know, usually it's connected somehow to the university, the student at the university, the mom visiting, coming and taking her daughter shopping somewhere special. So that's kind of our, um, our customer base. But um, I do have customers who will drive all the way downtown, <laughs> the big 15-minute drive from, you know, the suburbs to downtown Athens because they really believe in our mission. So if they have a gift to buy or they need a new dress, um, they are going to, to come down here and um, purchase because they know that purchase makes a difference. All right, and it makes a difference. Tell me about the ministries uh, that you support. Well, our um, when my husband and I opened, we were involved in medical care for the poor and orphan care. Um, my husband founded Mercy Health Center, gosh, which is which is a uh, medical center for people without insurance. So they don't take any public monies. This is all volunteer driven. So the um, practitioners, the nurses, the doctors, um, the peop- the pharmacists, um, every specialty is represented are all volunteering. So they have over 700 volunteers now. And um, these are truly the working poor. They're people who don't have Medicaid, Medicare. They're very sick. They can only go to the emergency room for medical care. And so uh, Mercy really has been instrumental in providing education too to people how to take care of their um, diabetes and hypertension Mm -hmm. and providing medicines for them. So, um, and offering prayer and support and encouragement and, you know, that's just kind of the mercy model of yeah. whole person care. So that was founded, I want to say, okay, 2001. Um, so yeah, we're going on 19 years of mercy. And um, 
we had just been involved, you know, trying to raise support for that for many, many years. And then uh, we had lived in Ukraine as missionaries in our very early marriage, adopted our oldest daughter there. And in 2007, I returned to Ukraine and just saw the plight of um, kids who were graduating out of the orphanage system at age 15 after ninth grade and basically were, you know, on the streets. Mm -hmm. And at the time, our own daughter was that age. And I thought, this just can't, you you can't put a 15-year-old who's never had, well, you can't put a 15-year-old who's had great family experience and has all the support and encouragement in the world on the street, you know, at age 15. Mm -hmm. But certainly a child who's just you know alone in the world without family you can't do that so that at that time um, we started supporting orphan care so those are your two main things but you also do um, what last Friday we do final Fridays and so we have um, organizations which we call our partner partner organizations so downtown ministries um, is one of those as well Cupendra, which is a local ministry in Athens that... that's right yes and they um, we actually support their academy primarily but they they do mm-hmm. yes so they um, provide education Christian education for the students least likely to graduate high school and we just really believe that that's that's how you change communities is um, you know wrap yourselves around these kids and their families and just you know share the love of Jesus and provide education that they desperately need that they can stay in school and graduate and have hope for a future. So Downtown Academy, we're very passionate about. Cupendwa was started by a local girl. She's uh, one of the Washington Farms. I think she's the oldest daughter there. And she moved. Yes. Yeah. So Amy is living in Uganda. I think she just adopted another infant that um, whose mother died in childbirth. And that's really her mission is to provide um, maternity care for single young women who might die in childbirth or be cast out of their community, their homes, and really, you know, probably die in childbirth because they don't have care or the child would die as well. So um, we support them. Uh, we support an international organization called International Justice Mission, which fights sex trafficking, which also kind of hits on the orphan care to me because mm-hmm. um, so many orphans end up um, being trafficked. Mm-hmm. In a world where the general public has access to the biggest bell on campus. Hey! It's all about the momentum. There it is. Nice going, Quasimodo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if this podcast thing didn't work out, you could do trailer voices. (laughs) (laughs) On the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, Friends, Passions, Celebrations in Athens, we head to the campus of the University of Georgia in Athens. We're joined by Jules as we tour the campus and ask random students what joy means to them. When I say joy, what is the first thing that you think of? My friends. When I say the word joy, what is the first thing that comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is passion, following your passion. The Finding Joy podcast, available now at thejoyfm.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. I just want the listeners to hear how much money you raise. Well, we have given, I just kind of uh, got the update on that. So it's just a little over $243,000, Wow. So Wow, wow. And so what is it like when you go and you hand them a check at the end of the year, these ministries that you've selected? 
Well, they're so grateful. You know, for me, gosh, I wish it was so much more. I just, you know, I'm always just thinking, gosh, you know, I wish I could give you 10 times this much. Um, because we really closely vet our ministries. We we look at how they're using the money. We look at what they're doing. Um, you know, we... But if it lines up with your heart, where you feel like God has called you to support. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's it, health, it sounds like in children. Those are your... Exactly. And it's really the whole, it encompasses what we would say, you know, Jesus said to care for the least of these, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you're doing that, you're, you know, you're doing this in my name. So for, for us, or like, if it's a ministry that is ministering to what we would consider the least of these, then that lines up with who we are. Most of the ministries we have either a a close personal contact or have served in and really know kind of the underbelly of the of the ministry and believe it and you know wholeheartedly support it we support it personally but we support it with the with the stores um proceeds as well yeah yeah wow and that's an incredible amount of money that that is and 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 then to think that it's raised by people coming in and supporting what you're doing here so they can support other ministries Mm -hmm. but why a boutique i mean you could be raising money for these ministries with I don't know, cookie making, ice cream making, a bowling alley. Like there's a lot of different things, but why, why take a boutique and use it this way? Yeah, I was thinking about that as well because, um, you know, really I could be selling yogurt or used tires and giving away our proceeds. Um, but for me, I enjoy clothing. I, um, love pretty things. And it was something that I actually struggled in my early Christian life. I struggled with feeling like, oh, that would that's a vain and that there's a vanity in that that was you know that needed and and probably did need to be worked out but I feel like you know this is how God created me my love for beautiful things was something God put in me and I can now use that love for pretty things and um, a curated taste for pretty things for his glory so um, yeah I could sell anything but I've chosen to to use my love for pretty clothing and uh, gifts and your skill set Yes. And that's probably the only skill set that I bring to the table. Girl, girl, listen, every time. (laughs) So, so we, 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 uh, we have a lot of people in common and always try to try to work this in my conversation. If your name comes up (laughs) that she dyes her own hair because (laughs) your hair is always like on point. And I'm always like, do you know a fun fact about Dara Buchinski from Epiphany? She dyes her own hair because like you got some mad skills. I mean, it looks really good because you, I have tried dyeing my own hair. It ended horribly. I looked kind of clownish at the time. So that's why I give you so much respect. I'm like, your hair looks so good and you do it yourself and save all that money. I've really sent some people down the, uh, a wrong path with that too, because they've ended up with disaster. So I've yeah. kind of just like, don't try See, that. Because you're uniquely gifted. Yeah. God has okay. given you a gift in <laughs> home um, DIY yes. hair dyeing because it is <laughs> anyway. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, you know, we're in the height of the Christmas season shopping. Um, how, how's it going? We love Christmas around here. I, I say we love Christmas. My team of people, they absolutely love, love, love Christmas. So setting up the trees and pulling out all the Christmas merchandise, um, it's also really a great opportunity to share our faith. I mean, yeah. you, could, you just cannot walk into our store and not know that we love Jesus. And and, we're excited. Yes. So um, it's going really well. Yes, it's it's fun. You know, this at, at this time of year, our store is very full of merchandise. We hope to end the year with our store very empty of merchandise. So the, the goal in retail, I never knew this before we opened the store, is to close the store out with, you know, empty shelves. 
So, mm. so you have to get there early to get the stuff that you really want because usually at this time retailers are not you know going to restock, restock, restock right. because we we want it to be empty at the end of the year. Mm. You know, when you were talking, I think about a, a runner running and seeing that finish line and. For you, that finish line is not profit. The finish line is how much more money can I give to these ministries? And it's and so having fun. a team all on board with this. Like exactly. y'all are all doing it to know what the goal is, where that finish line is. And, and my team so gets that and can so tell our customers what uh, our store is about. And and really, too, it is, it is about the giving. And we love that's the primary purpose of the store, but also just for women to really know who they are in Christ. And we're all so on board with that because we do feel like the most beautiful woman is a woman who is free in Christ and who knows that she's fully seen and fully loved. So, you know, to have a team that kind of gets both of those things and can really express it. And we have, we have young college team members and we have, you know, members who are almost as old as I am and they just really get it. But the, the, at the end of the year, it is really fun to be able to say, Hey guys, this is Mm -hmm. what we were able to do this Mm -hmm. year. Because you have, um, all throughout your store, uh, well, scripture, you have Christian music playing, but there's something that always stands out to me. And that is that he decides I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have it on our t-shirts. It's, it's, and it's funny because, uh, about a few months ago, I thought, you know, maybe we're at the end of that run you know that was a a a, a slogan a slogan no a, a logo a saying that yeah. you know that <laughs> slogan. maybe a yeah, slogan you just made a new word i like it i like it slogan I yeah maybe you know maybe we're at the end of that run and so i kind of threw that out there like guys i think i think mm-hmm. maybe you know there's there's going to be you know, something new. So I think, I feel like the Lord's going to give us a different one. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, we have to, you know, we have to have that. Mm-hmm. So it really speaks to so many people. And, you know, it's not the external beauty. And a lot of times we have to explain that to people who don't know Jesus, you know, that, that for us, mm-hmm. it's not a man looking at a beautiful, externally beautiful woman and saying, oh, he decides I'm beautiful. No, that's God who fully knows you, who sees all the ugly, all the good, knows your complete history. He wrote it and says, you're mine. And because you're mine, you're beautiful. And, you know, that's that's something that we we really believe that women, um, when they fully embrace, when they have that epiphany, that is the epiphany, then they are their most beautiful selves and they're the most useful to the Lord. I mean, then they're able to freely, yes, they're able to share who God made them to be fully. They're, they're released to be everything they were created to be. So we, we, um, that's just another huge part of who we are and what we're about. Yeah. I say keep it. If yeah. my two cents counts, please keep it. I think it's I think it's great because I think it does ground and it doesn't become this superficial store of yeah. of um but it's also good. Like God's created women differently and that we do like pretty things, you know. So and that's okay. Do you want me to tell you what I think the new thing is? Oh do you want to breaking inside? news, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm still I'm still working on it, but um, the backstory to it is that when uh, our daughters were teenagers, I think I was just angsting a little bit over some behaviors I was seeing. I don't know. I don't even remember what they were just, and I I was telling a friend, gosh, you know, I'm just really worried where this could go. This could be bad. Like they're going to be adults with this thing that they struggle with. And she looked at me, she said, oh no, 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 Dara, they're still becoming. And I just really latched onto that. So now I think the new Mm -hmm. thing is still becoming Mm -hmm. because we are all still becoming even me you know in my mid-50s God is still revealing to me things that he's 
purposed me for. So I'm still becoming more like him and still un- unwrapping the little gifts that he's given me and, and wants me to use for his glory. So do you like it? I, I really like it. Okay. Because I love what you said. And then also it kind of transitions me to something I want to talk to you about. And that is we're here right now and we're seeing and we're touching and experiencing um, where God had led you to start and your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. But would you take us back to when you first had that calling and, and share, when did that happen? How, how long of a span was that between the calling and then actually the fruition of it? I think honestly, the, the desire to give big back to the things that were just, um, that God had broken my heart for really began in 2007. And then we didn't open the store until 2014. So there was a good seven years there. Of um, waiting, of, of feeling like God was putting something in your heart, but you were in that waiting period. What, what did you learn in that season? Well, I would qualify the waiting as not just sitting and waiting. It was active waiting. So I feel mm. like the Lord... Unpack that one. I like that. <laughs> so I knew that he had not called me to start a new ministry to orphans. I was like, I'm not going to open homes you know, to, to house orphans. I'm not going to start a new ministry. I want to support what's already being done. I want to find the, a ministry that I can fully get behind and, and run with that. And to fully support that, I have to be able to give big. So I did small home fundraisers. I spoke at churches. I I was actively going towards the goal. But it was frustrating because it was like, gosh, that was a lot of work for you know a, a little a little give. And I just felt like there's got to be more. There's got to be a better way. So. A friend of mine, uh, one time I I said, gosh, it's just so hard to get get people to support an orphan for $35 a month. At the time, that's what I was trying to do, get sponsors for orphan kids. I said, but everybody can go out to lunch after church. You know, nobody says that's a hardship. Um, And probably people do find that to be a hardship, but it just seemed like $35 a month. Mm -hmm. That just didn't seem like a, a lot to be able to give. And uh, I said, you know, I just, it's just frustrating, and I'm not very good at this fundraising thing. And she said, you know what, Dara? You love Jesus, you love orphans, and you love clothes. Do something with that. And it really, like, that stopped me, and I was like, that's what we're going to do then. That, uh, God has given me a love for clothes, and I'm going to sell pretty things and give the money away. So that kind of, you know, kind of between 2007 and 2014 was an idea. It was probably like 2013 where that idea was was born mm-hmm. and then, you know, walking out how to do that. But I'm I'm grateful for that waiting period because active waiting. Active waiting. Yeah. But you know, you you really have to you can get passionate about something and it can be a short-lived passion. And I think God was really like, "How much do you want this? How much do you want this?" Mm-hmm. A lot like how much did I want to have children because we waited a long time, you know, to and we adopted our first child. And I, I truly can say, I know everybody loves their children, but like I didn't miss a moment of my kids growing up because I knew that that, you know, was the sweetness there, of it. Yeah. yeah, there was a, there had been a possibility in my life that I would never be a mom. So being given the gift of being a mom and my husband to be a dad, I, I thought, you know, every sleepless night, every, you know, every... T- t- tear shit, every difficulty of being a parent, I'm going to celebrate because 
I almost didn't get to experience that. And I think it has a lot of parallels with that act of waiting for, Lord, I just know you're going to do something. I know you're going to make a way because this is your heart. This is not, you know, your heart is for orphan kids. Your heart is for the medically underserved. Your heart is for the least of these. This isn't, this isn't my imagining. This isn't my creation. So this is something that you're passionate about. Okay. I'm 50 years old at the time I was 50. And I was like, the rest of my life is your, I'm, I'm, I've given my life to you, but I'm giving my time to you. I'm giving every waking minute to you. However you want to use that for your glory and show me, show me what that looks like. And then, and then walking in it. Thankfully, my husband was on board. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure that was a uh, interesting conversation at dinner that night. Like, hey, honey, this is how we're going to do this now. Yes. Um, when you hit difficult um, times, because, of course, just because you say, okay, this is it, this is, and then you, you had your friend give you that epiphany. Mm-hmm. Huh? You see how I worked your name in there? <laughs> um, you, you had to have some uh, doors closed. And so how did you keep on trusting that you heard and that you were being called to do this? I would say that, you know, we still experience that opening a second store in Monroe has really tested that. And I have had some real uh, times in the last three months, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? This is so hard. It's so difficult. It's so costly. It's, you know, it pulls us away from our kids and our family and um it's exhausting um and then there there are things that are disappointing and you know all of those things that just make make things hard but i mean i mean you said right before we started recording how tired you are because yeah. <laughs> it's been a hard season for you yeah yeah i mean opening a store is is no small deal. I mean, Birth and a baby. <laughs> it, it really is. And actually one of my prayer warrior friends, she said, you know what, you're in transition. And, you know, right now you think, I just can't do it. I cannot keep going on 12 hour days and caffeine and, you know, and just stress too. Um, but usually that, that comes from when I take off my eyes off Jesus, literally. And um, I've got a lot of friends who just keep pulling me back to that and calling me back to what he called us to do. And kind of pointing, you know, okay, okay, big girl, keep walking, keep going. And, um, and you know, my family is 100% behind it. I could not do this without my husband. I mean, he's, he works his own full-time. <laughs> he's got his own full-time gig. And, um, and yet he will stay way late nights, you know, hanging lights at the store or um, doing what's needed, you know, whatever I need doing. So, um I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, actually, just... Dara, what, what I'm hearing from you, if I'm, I'm all right, it sounds like you have a core of people that God has surrounded you with, which we all need, yeah. but you're being vulnerable and you're being honest that saying, because I think so oftentimes you want to be like, yeah, I'm starting a new store and isn't God great and I'm so happy, but like, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, he's calling you to stretch yourself yet again. And the temptation is to um, pick it up and do it yourself and not lean into him. Yeah. And, and that's a huge tempt. I'm, you know, Enneagram three, I'm like, I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to, you know, I'm yeah. going to be the one who can say she did it. And I think the Lord is just always going, yeah, actually, no, um, I'm going to do it. And that way I get the glory. And I'm so glad that he does that. I mean, it's, you know, it really is when you can say, oh gosh, girl with no retail background, no business background, doesn't even like numbers. Um, you know, <laughs> preach. I'm you, there with you. You know, what, yeah. what do I bring? Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I don't, I'm not abasing myself by saying I bring nothing, but really I bring 
I bring a God who can do it all, and he completely all the time is showing us how he, how he just does it. You know, it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, well, we'll ask God because he's going he's gonna to bring it. It doesn't make it easier, but you can have more peace walking through those, you know, trying times, the yeah. challenges. Yeah. yeah. And knowing that he has bringing those challenges and he's stretching you because he loves you. Absolutely. I When I look back at the last five years, six years, how he's grown me personally, how he's grown our marriage, how he's grown our family. I'm blown away. And, and he couldn't have done it any other way. This is the way he chose to, to work in my life and in our family's life and in the life of our community. And then our Epiphany family too. I mean, we just have the sweetest team dynamic of support and love for each other. And um, yes, we will pray with customers when it's appropriate. You actually have a praying wall. We do. Where well, you can write down your prayer requests, and then you can take a prayer request and go home and pray for people. And we love to pray with people if they're at the wall and it you know, feels appropriate for somebody that we've really connected with. We really believe that people come into the store and really sense His Holy Spirit. And um, a lot of times people just start sharing very vulnerable stuff and they'll start crying and saying, gosh, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. You know, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm a, just looking for a pair of pants. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a women's clothing store. Why am yeah. I sharing this deep hurt or this deep pain? And, you know, we're like, because we're supposed to pray for you today. Is that okay? Can we do that? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll do that. It doesn't happen every day, but... On many occasions, our team is praying for each other and with each other because, you know, life life can knock you down. And we've got this sweet mentorship of women my age and, and the college girls and, you know, watching them kind of struggle in their faith or struggle in relationships, struggle with school. You know, there's, there's a lot of struggles. So how can we wrap ourselves around them? And um, I've just had the sweetest team members who've come for a season and then they graduate college and they move on and I'm always just so blessed by how impacted their time was here it's just really um it is a special place so uh I'm I'm blessed to be a part of it honestly I just can't believe that God lets me have this job it's amazing (laughs) to be a part of what he's doing yes absolutely see now I started this whole podcast by saying that I really wanted you to hear the interesting story behind the storefront window and there it is is. I I love it I love I get so excited when I hear um uh, Dara your story of just obedience and um and I love hearing um that you're doing it yet again that you didn't just stop with the storefront in Athens that you're you're uh, you're expanding and, and give us a location and yes yeah, so we o- opened in Monroe 133 South Broad Street so yeah if you have not been to Monroe in the last year to downtown. two years yeah there's something happening there yeah so a very different feel feel from downtown Athens we love both of our locations but yes so come to Monroe there's just great shopping in their little downtown area. Now, if you're listening and you have no plans to be in Athens or Monroe anytime soon, you can also go online and shop. Yes. And everything, even online, everything you do, um, the profits goes to different ministries. Yes. So um, how can they find you online? Go to www.epiphanyathens.com and you'll see our story will be there and our uh, merchandise that we put online. But if you see something that we post on our social media pages and you don't find that online because we just can't put everything online, um, call the store and just say, I saw this online. Can you ship it to me? Can you hold it for me? Come pick it up. Um, So there's a lot of different ways to do that if you just can't get here. 
Well, Dara, I appreciate uh, your time. I appreciate you let me uh, walk around your store. And now I'd like to uh, do it some more. But my husband did say when I told him I was coming here, he's like, so how much is that going to cost me? <laughs> but he's a generous man. And I'm sure yes, he would love yes. to support the I ministry. mean, it's Christmas. That's come on right. now. Come on. <laughs>